Hey, welcome to the Juice Box Podcast. This is episode 23. Today I'm going to be speaking with the mother and father of a little boy who has type 1 diabetes for just six months. Jack was diagnosed just six months ago, and we're going to talk to his mom, Beth, and his father, Tongue. Tell us all about um, the diagnosis process, about what they learned in the hospital, which for me, um, I've written a blog post about it. I hope you can go to ardenstay.com to take a look. It's a short blog post, but um, this family was not just told about diabetes technology in the hospital. They were also told about this community, about the diabetes online community. They were specifically directed to a Facebook group that was of great value to them. And this is something that's incredibly touching to me because much of what I do online, you know, where myself and and other bloggers who have been diabetes bloggers for you know, years, if not a decade now, have been trying to find a way to get the camaraderie and information that exists online out into the real world. And it sounds like it's happening, um, which is just completely heartwarming to hear. So that's it. This is episode 23. We're going to call it Jack's Mom and Dad. Um, don't forget that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast or read on ardenstay.com or juiceboxpodcast.com should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, even if I specifically use the word advice while I'm speaking about 45 minutes into the podcast. If I said that, I didn't mean it. Nothing here is advice. Always consult with a physician before making a change to your healthcare plan. And just like that, here comes the podcast. Hello? Beth? Hi, Scott. Yes, this is Beth. Can you hear me okay? Yes. I think you're going to get an episode with Basil snoring in the background. (laughs) (laughs) I'm used to that by now. (laughs) How are you? You hear us okay? Tongue, I can. How are you? Oh, good. I'm going to turn off the ceiling fan so you don't get that that hiss in the background. (laughs) Sorry. In the last 35 seconds here, my refrigerator made ice, my dishwasher stopped running, and the phone rang. So... Your ceiling fan may be the least of our problems. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's an audio guy, so he, it'll just bug him. <laughs> I it, Listen, I, I will tell you something. I'm only 20. You'll be the 23rd episode, but I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I can hear things when I'm listening to them that make me crazy, and I hear them when I'm doing I do my best to get them out. Um, I listen to this one podcast, and the guy, every time he doesn't add, his mouth goes dry. And it, it makes me crazy. Wow. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> so, oh. you, so I, we don't need any grand introduction. We'll just start and, and get going. Okay. Um, Beth, I received an email from you one day that said, I really like the podcast. And then a little while later, you sent a much more complete email where you were like, I really want to be on the podcast. <laughs> um, and... I haven't really, you know, to be perfectly honest, I've done no real research other than to know that I'm talking to you and your husband at the same time. I feel like you have two kids. Yes. Are yes. we saying their names? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, go ahead. Uh, Jack uh, is our two and a half year old. Um, he was diagnosed in January. And Evie is our four and a half month old who was born four weeks later. Wow. That's perfect. What a month. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we oh uh, we started the year out with a bang. Yeah, yeah. And when when was Jack diagnosed? January eighth. And this is so. This is very recent. You are six months into this. We are six months into it. Yeah. You, you guys are going to be an interesting conversation then. Um, <laughs> okay. So let me ask you this right off the bat: diagnosed um, in a, and then you in a doctor's office at your home. You figured it out. Who? Where did where did the actual diagnosis happen? The well, it was a it was a long. Like, to cut it short, yeah, it was at the doctor's office, but it was a long, drawn out like suspicion and feeling of dread. Yeah, he he had been wetting uh, diapers pretty bad for a few weeks, um, mm-hmm. and it got to the point to where he would go through two overnight diapers, yeah. just soaked all the way through yeah, through yeah. sheets through everything. Yeah, he'd right. be drinking like up like a gallon of water a day, and and like. I tell people he'd be, we'd be changing water balloons instead of diapers. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast or not. I wrote about it in my book, but when we really figured it out about Arden, she was still in diapers and we were on a road trip and we stopped and she got this giant drink, which I, I never imagined like a small person could have drank. She took the whole thing and and an hour later when we arrived at our destination, when I took her out of her, her car seat, I thought for sure she had spilled the drink into the seat like that's how much water was pulled up in the plastic part of the seat but it was it was all like through her diaper yarn like it was crazy so yeah yeah well and and my mom had uh started to google uh things Mm -hmm. and she said to me she's like the only thing that's coming up is is type 1 diabetes she's like i don't think that's what that what it is But take him to the doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we emailed our doctor and we were like, hey, you know, this is going on. Can we get an appointment? And his office staff said, yeah, sure. We'll put you on the books for Tuesday, a week and a half out. Oh, my. Did they think you were just maybe overreacting to something else, do you think? Or were they that busy? I think she was just, she hasn't been there for that long. And it's just standard operating procedure. Gotcha. You find the, you know, find the nearest available thing it's not yeah sure. so um he went into dka five days later mm-hmm. and so we were still five days out from the appointment yeah and we called our doctor at five o'clock in the morning and he's an old-fashioned family doctor so he was at his office mm-hmm. and picked up the phone and he's like bring him up here yeah yeah and this is after you know he started breathing really heavy and yeah. was real lethargic for the past couple of days. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we got up there and he didn't even realize how bad it was. Um, yeah, they did a urine test and it was like through the roof. So yeah. Said. So do you now get doctor's appointments whenever you want them now? Like are you grandfathered in for the rest of you? <laughs> Just call up and you're like, hey, it's Beth, and like, when would you like to come? Now's yeah. fine if you want to come now. Um, so okay, so. That's insane. And the panting's interesting because uh, in the moments before Kelly, my wife figured out that Arden had diabetes. She was asleep on Kelly's lap and panting like that, too. Um, and it just at some point, your body starts trying to express the sugar any way it can. It obviously can't get rid of it through panting. But it, it, I guess at the end of your life, you, you, your body starts panicking, trying to stay alive. So, so yeah. that is very scary. Your two-year-old is is very close to to being, you know, deathly ill and you get to the doctor's office, they write to the doc from the doctor's office to the hospital. 
Yeah, well, he, like I said, he didn't realize how how far gone uh, Jack was. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I'm, I'm saying they're eight months pregnant. And so he's like, go, go home and pick up a few things because you're going to be in the hospital for a couple of days. Okay. Uh, well, what, he, what was it? He's like, uh, the next step is you take him to the ER. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, do we do a blood test now? No, go to the ER. Yeah. Like, right. I'll, I'll, call, I'll, I'll call children's, you know, yeah, just whichever one's close to you, just, just go. I'll take care of stuff on the way there mm-hmm. while you're there. And, you know, uh, and then we get to children's and... You know, to the ER, and it just so happens that our ER doctor was also type one. So, so, so we, so we were lucky there that we had a, you know, someone with a lot of insight to to help us along. Yeah. And we um, get to another hospital to take it to the ICU downtown, yeah. and that was. Yeah, because there's uh, there's a couple of children's hospitals within Dallas, um, but the one that we went to has two campuses, and they actually when we got there. Um, they said we're going to have to transfer you downtown. We can't deal with him here. This is an ICU case. Okay, and that's because of how far along he was. They would have kept him if it wasn't so far into it, right? Yeah. Uh, but he he was in ICU for two days uh, because when we got in, I don't know what his admitting blood sugar was, mm-hmm. but his A one C was. Thirteen point seven, wow. and his uh, his uh, blood pH was like six point nine. Yeah. So, so then it begs the question: You said it was a drawn out process of of wondering and seeing something was wrong and not knowing what it was. How long did you feel like something was wrong before this? Well, you know, it was. I, I want to say it was like a couple. It three, was a, it was about three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it was it was kind of hard to tell because it was right around oh, sure. the holidays. And, you know, and it was the first, it, the heartbreaking thing for me is I love to bake. And it was the first time that I'd really let him have cookies. <laughs> and he, you, like, he, he was just throwing himself on the floor having a fit because we would cut him off right. after, like, five. And yeah, I was like, like. But he would totally murder a box of cookies if, if, if we let him. Yeah. Ar- Arden was voraciously hungry leading up to the diagnosis. She mm-hmm. would eat and eat and eat, not expel any waste at all, and um, and just like you're looking, and you're like she's she's clearly. Here's the thing: it's hard to hold yourself too accountable in that situation because everything that happens is completely counterintuitive, especially at that age. Like Arden had just switched from bottles, so I thought, oh well, she's obviously drinking more, so she's peeing more. That makes sense, and you know she's eating like sick people aren't hungry, right. you know. You know what I mean? Like your brain plus. At no point when you're imagining having a child, like I don't know how old you guys are. You're in your 30s or your 20s or your 40s or how old? Yeah, we're in our uh, 30s, 30s, early 30s. So when you were having Jack, you weren't thinking, "Oh, I bet you his pancreas will stop working in a couple of years." And you know, like it's just not something you wrap your brain around ever. So when it's happening in front of you, it's reasonable that it takes weeks to figure out. You know, I, I think. Well, and and the probably the most ironic thing of it is that I'd been watching his diet since he was born practically because mm-hmm. type two runs on both sides of our families. So I was like, yeah. we've got to make sure that he has healthy eating habits so that he doesn't get type two. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, we refuse to have like the sugary juices in the house. No, yeah, sure. And yeah. sodas. He's had you know. more juice since he was diagnosed than he ever had before. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is funny. Like Arden, not a sweets person at all. Like she really would prefer not to have sweets. 
And then there's times when I'm like, hey, you know, you're going to have to do something about your blood sugar here. And she begrudgingly eats something with sugar. And she's like, oh, I guess so. Like, okay. But it's not, it's not really for her. My son's completely opposite. But um, it is interesting how that works out. So, and yeah, juice boxes especially. Like, that's not something I imagined I would be stocking up for. Like, I go through the, I buy less milk than I buy juice boxes, I feel <laughs> like sometimes. Uh, when I'm at the grocery store. Okay, so he's... Jackson Hospital, ICU for a couple days, so it's very serious. They bring down his blood sugar very, very slowly, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, you're coming to grips, family's coming and visiting, all that stuff's happening. But I'm really interested in 2015, what kind of technology did they make you aware of in the hospital about managing type 1? Everything. CGMs, pumps. Um, we were told about uh, Facebook groups. Uh, I don't know if you... if Diabetes 101 is nation is a nationwide program. Okay. Um, but we went through Diabetes 101 uh, within three weeks, I think, of uh, being out of the hospital. Was it three or two? It, yeah, it two. Was, it was in there. It was it was after the initial shock. No, but like uh, we're, we're in there in, in, within that five days in the hospital. They're like, we have nutritionists coming through. We have the you know the nurses yeah. to die, whatever, mm-hmm. and like they're they're going through. You have to you have to you know inject test them before you you know before you count stuff blah blah. And and the whole time we're like, our son has diabetes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not hearing a lot of what anybody's saying really. <laughs> yeah. So like so like so we have a different a, a different session each day while while we're there. And that Sorry, was... that beeping is actually Arden's blood sugar. Oh. Um, but she's fine. She had a, um, she got up. I let Arden sleep in. I, this is just uh, <laughs> the first week after school. So I, I have a, yeah. a, a very firm policy with my kids. The week after school ends, you can sleep as long as you want to for one week. Awesome. And and so Arden slept till noon. <laughs> oh, then, nice. And then got up and said, I want two eggs and a bagel. And I was like, oh, okay. So we bolus pretty, um, pretty heavily for the bagel. Yeah, I would imagine. It, it, it looks like we did almost too well. Her blood sugar is 71. It's nice and steady, but it's 71. So her, her Dexcom alarm's under 80. So I'm getting these this beeping, but I'm not inclined to do anything about a 71 with a bagel inside of her. So I'm, I'm just <laughs> waiting. Until I see an arrow that goes down, I'm not doing anything. So three beeps is not a is not a big panic situation. I apologize if, it, if, if you can hear it um, while it's happening. We thought it was ours for a second. <laughs> You're like, I have to go. Leave me right. alone. So, okay, so this is really exciting, and let me tell you why. I have My blog is going to be eight years old this summer, and I have been to blogger conferences for people with, you know, for diabetes bloggers, where everyone sits around with this very hopeful feeling in their heart that someday that doctors will talk about what's going on online and blogs and Facebook pages and things like that and give people more information. And there used to be a time when there was technology available, but they wouldn't even tell you about it for a year, you know? So I think that anybody listening to this who was diagnosed in the past or is trying to get this kind of information out into the world is going to be thrilled to hear that you were in a major city because you're in Dallas? Yes. You're in a major city and your hospital's telling you about the internet and and things like that. That is, I think that's fantastic. I think everyone's going to feel like that is. So what technology did you decide to leave with? Um, well, he was, he was two and like four months at the time of diagnosis. And mm-hmm. so 
our immediate fear was anything that we put on him, he's going to take off. I wonder about that. I hear a lot of parents, especially of boys, talk about that. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) because he'll rip a Band-Aid off in 30 seconds. Right, right. And you're not at the point yet where you can sort of reasonably explain it to him in a way that he's going to cognitively go, I hear what you're saying. I got to leave this thing on. Right. And yeah, he's too young still. Yeah. So we left with um, just syringes and Mm -hmm. insulin. Um, And about two Uh, months later, three months. Oh, so don't don't forget to be at the, 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 the meter, the test strips. and Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. standard yeah. stuff. That's I mean, like, technology. Tom, come on. He knows you right. had that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah you but- guys are so married. This is a delightful. <laughs> He's like, don't forget the meter. She's like, leave that out. Shut up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for setting up the microphone. You can go now. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> so so no, to your point, you guys, I mean, you left with all the basic stuff, but, but you didn't right. go out of the door with... A pump or a CGM at the time, but now you're no. six months later, and you said maybe I thought that beeping was at my house. So do you have a Dexcom now? We do. Yes. We've had a Dex for a um, couple months. Uh, almost three. Uh, so, almost three months. So in three months, what changed your mind from I think he's going to pull it off to I don't care if he's going to pull off. We're going to try this. Uh, just that I got yeah. tired of not knowing when I stuck him, if 120 was good. Yeah. And so steady 120, is it going up? Is it coming down? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Getting, I, up, getting up at, you know, 2.30 to make sure he's not, you know, you know right. curled up in a weird pretzel position so I can't get his finger to do, do a test at 3 a.m. Right. Yeah. You know. And as, as much as people say, oh, well, you have an infant. You'll be up anyway. Naturally, <laughs> our infant slept through the night at like six weeks. So. See, that's... That's really funny. That's Murphy's Law right there. So you, you, your, your two-year-old's diagnosed with type 1. People say, don't worry, you're going to be up anyway. You just had a different baby, and that baby sleeps through the night. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a terrible joke on the two of you, actually. They always say that before they ask, well, he's going to even out, right? It's like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that, that's, that's the, <laughs> probably the sad side effect of someone at some point calling it juvenile diabetes. Like, people really do believe that one day when you're not a juvenile anymore, you won't have, you know, how could a non-juvenile have juvenile diabetes? Um, and then you, do, you are going to hear a lot of... Uh, when is he going to grow out of it? Misinformed people saying things like that. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and so, um, okay, so you, you go to the decks pretty quickly... And did you get a pump too, or are you using injections still, or did we're, you get a pen, or what did you do? We're we, still doing injections, and we're leaning toward an Omnipod. Yeah, we oh. we so the way that um, our hospital does it mm-hmm. uh, is you have to go through classes for sure. like everything. Um, so we went through the initial pumping class, which is kind of it's it's. It's a four-hour class, but it's like two hours of here are all the fancy things that a pump can do, right? And why they're beneficial, and then it's um, two hours of commercials from all the pump companies. Yeah, the reps <laughs> come out and they, they do the presentation. They hit you. Well, listen, if you know what you want, I mean, not that you're not going to listen, but if you know what you want, I would imagine if you said, "Listen, maybe don't waste your time on me. I already know what I'm doing." You yeah. think they would let you yeah, do one that, of, or one of the companies was uh, was understanding of that? Yeah, they they make you go around because the hospital has to seem impartial. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure. they make you go around to each station. I gotcha. 
and they sign off that you yeah. you know hurt their sales pitch or whatever. Wow, that's interesting. I um, that's really interesting. I I mean, we had a pump class, but there was nobody there that wasn't from the hospital. I'm thinking back; it was a long time ago. But yeah, there was. I don't think there were any salespeople or representatives from the companies in the room at the time. Uh, having said that, I was sold very hard by nurses not to get an Omnipod back then. Uh-huh. And uh, it was such a long time ago, and they gave me all these, all these reasons that I shouldn't do it. And then two years later, they confided in me that they only told me not to use it because they didn't know anything about it, and they felt uncomfortable supporting it back then. So they lied to me to try to get me to not to use it. <laughs> and I used it anyway because it made the most sense. Omnipod made the most yeah. sense to me when I was looking at them. And, um, and so I just... I just kind of defiantly was like, I don't honestly, you know, I appreciate your input, but we're going to get it anyway. Yeah. And uh, it's been fantastic for us. We don't have any complaints. So, um, yeah. so you're leaning towards it. Why? What, we what are. about it? What about it is making you think about it? The tubeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's like what only just barely twice the size of the decks, right? Yeah. So we could, you know, you know, it, it's it just makes the most sense to to put on a. He'll probably be three by the time he actually has it on because he's still tearing off his decks and we right. yeah. <laughs> will still not, hear an alarm. If not his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that order. Did anybody see Jack naked running through the house? And uh, why? why and, I th- and I think the sofa's blood sugar is low. Can you hear it beeping over there? Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, well, that's interesting. So now you are, so you're doing something that I think most people would, would not do. And I, I think it's fantastic. But so you're battling through. The fact that your son is younger and grabbing at things and stuff like that because you see the benefit of the technology and it's worth these extra kind of speed bumps for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And because w- I've seen this when we first had him on it, we weren't pre we weren't doing any pre bolusing. Mm-hmm. And so he was you know, he was hitting three fifty, four hundred after meals on a right. regular basis. And I was like, right. This has to stop. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, we've we've kind of got him down to a fairly good set of meals. We know that he eats about a cup of pretty much whatever we give, we give him. Right. Um, so we'll just figure out the carbs, free bolus, and we'll just try it. And, you know, if nothing else, I've got brownies in the cabinet. <laughs> yeah, sure. You can always hit it again. I wonder how much people listening who don't have it believe that or not. But I just pulled up Arden's CGM graph from the last two hours. So I told you she got up around noon. Her blood sugar was about 100. Uh, she told me she wanted a bagel. Uh, I, as I was making a bagel and, and making eggs to go with it, her blood sugar fell to 80. I bolused right then for the bagel. And I'm talking about a big grocery store bought 50-some car bagel the size of your face. Like, oh, you know, gosh. a big bagel. Oh. And her blood sugar is 79 right now. And... Um, People are calling me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on one second. I am trying to, 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 to decline it, which I did. Technology, good and bad at the same time. Um, so I'm looking at it now. Her blood sugar is 80, and she has never been arrow down or arrow up. It, it's just there. There's this giant bagel inside of her along with two poached eggs, and, um, and, and everything's fine. Like I don't think that's something that someone who can't see a blood sugar like this consistently could even imagine. Yeah, you, you know, or you're those people who are just like, look, I counted the carbs, I shot the insulin, and I waited three hours and tested again, 
and you don't know what's happening for those three hours, and you just imagine that because the doctor said that's what to do, that those three hours are fantastic. But if you're inquisitive and throw a test, a blood sugar test in there once or twice, you'll realize, like you said, you could be 350 after a meal and experiencing like crazy lows at the end that make you feel like it was okay. So right. yeah, I, I'm a huge fan. So well, and you, and, are, you figure and, it out quickly. Yeah, well, and we were put on um, a constant carb diet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they have this great fear of, of kids dropping low, which I totally and completely understand. Sure. But so two hours after each meal, he's given a free 15-carb snack. Well, he's two. So those 15-carb snacks just skyrocket him. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we weren't, we weren't seeing that. You know, we were testing two hours after a meal. We were like, oh, you know, he's at, you know, 180 We'll mm-hmm. go ahead and do a 15-carb snack, having no clue what that did to his blood sugar. Right, right. Uh, and what was happening in the interim? I, I've probably told this before, but for, for to keep our conversation going in this direction, because I like it, I used to think I was like the guru of overnight. I would put Arden to bed around 160, and she'd wake up in the morning at 90, and I literally would like throw my heads over, my hands over the, like my head in the middle, and I was like, oh, I don't, I'm so good at this, you, you know? <laughs> and then... Um, one day, her nurse practitioner said, hey, let's throw a blind CGM study on her. She'll wear it for seven days. I'll look at the results. You know, because she was back then talking about CGMs before I knew what they were. And she's like, maybe, you know, maybe you need one. Um, and I was like, okay, go ahead and do it. And when we looked at that study, Arden would go to bed at 160. At some point overnight, her blood sugar would go down to like 45 or 50. It would hang there for hours. Oh. And then it would rise back up to 90 in the morning. So... Mm-hmm. That's not only dangerously low, that's under 70, in my opinion, not good for your brain either for no. you to be that low on sugar in your blood. And so there's something I never would have known without that. Never, ever would have seen it. I, I genuinely believe that in the not-so-distant future, everyone's leaving the hospital with some sort of a continuous glucose monitor when they're diagnosed. Yeah. You, you know, I don't see... I, it's going to take a while for the insurance companies to catch up with that idea, but... Uh, well, I, I I have no complaints about our insurance. <laughs> we we met deductible <laughs> January eighth, right? And they haven't turned us down for a single thing. That's excellent. Yeah. That's uh, really good. Yeah, including blood ketone uh, monitors. It's some people have the best luck with their insurance. Some people don't have insurance, and some people have terrible luck. They're always fighting with them, and it just it's almost random, like who you get and. And yeah. How well, how well they they want to see these things and as being yeah. necessary. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that the, the whole like like our first day out of ICU, like the the instructors, the CDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 They walk in with like a okay, so you want Friday Novalog, blah blah blah. Oh, you have insurance? Oh, you have insurance? Okay, we'll be back. Come back with Humalog and Francis <laughs> and. You know, give and you like, everything, and like they, and like they, they, they take away the, the AccuCheck, bring us the One Touch. It's like okay, uh, <laughs> this works. And then you go to Walgreens and you see how much that stuff actually costs. The difference. So like, them. so in 2016, you know, reality check's gonna gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. And that's because Beth, you <laughs> you lost your job after you had Evie. Yeah. Is that, is that right? So, well, so thankfully our insurance is through Tongue. Yes. Okay. But yeah, I um, I had Evie mm. and Evie, 
And Evie, um, I'm sorry, my fault. No, that's all right. What was I doing? Um, is that a Pixar movie? Was that was I? Um, is that little yeah. robot? Is that? I'm sorry. Ironically, yes. Actually, yes. <laughs> okay. yeah, we, we named her for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then Jack is for Jack. Jack from Incredibles. Oh, oh how did yeah. you not? That should have been the first sentence you spoke at the podcast started. Yeah. My kids well, are named after Pixar characters. Oh, that but it gets, been, it gets even it better. better. Go ahead. Or worse. Um, no, 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 no. Better. Let's call it better. So Jack's middle name is Han. Like Solo? Yes. Oh, <laughs> you guys are pretty intense and, with this. That's and nice. Evelyn's, and Evelyn Ahsoka from Clone Wars. Yeah, and, and Star Wars Rebels. Are you on your way to Comic Con right now? Like, are you guys packing up and heading out to L West? Or that's so, her dream vacation. As soon as the kids <laughs> old enough to walk, and you know, and whatever, whatever, you know, one of us is dressing up as as Han Solo. Maybe it's going to be Jack, and <laughs> one of us is going to wear, you know, and I might wear the Leia bikini. I don't know. <laughs> well. I would like a picture of that if that happens, please. No, you don't. Uh, but no, no. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. That's so cool. I mean, we're we're very big movie fans here, and it's interesting, like because you're going to find out pretty soon how terrible uh, movie popcorn is on people's plush. <laughs> oh, I. Uh, <laughs> we we have learned that uh, five grams of free popped popcorn mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or air pop popcorn is yeah. Much- is yeah. is just enough is, is basically the same as like a 15 15 grams of goldfish right it's so i'll tell you that movie theater food is not food obviously uh-huh. and it's just i mean if we, i just when we sit down we see a, f- a fair amount of movies and arden will will grab like get nachos there or a little popcorn or something like that and she's like how much i'm like i how much will the pump let you have like just <laughs> do that and then we'll figure the rest out later because you oh my god you fight with them. by the way i'm going to get sidetracked for just a second but i think you two might be the perfect people to bounce this off of i have a, a huffington post blog i can write on huffington post when i want to nice. and i am trying to talk myself out of this but the more i think about it the more i want to do it our movie theater we have an uh, amc theaters around here They've moved to self-serve soft drinks. So now they sell me $75 worth of popcorn and cups. And then I have to go across the lobby myself and fill the cup up. But there's nowhere to put the popcorn down. So now that I'm suffering the indignity of paying $9 for four cents worth of liquid, I have to pour it myself and you won't give me any. So now I'm balancing the popcorn like next to the garbage can where the lids are. This is wrong, isn't it? Shouldn't someone pour my drink for me and hand it to me? Your thoughts, please go. Uh, so I have mixed thoughts on that. Yes. Go ahead, Beth. I want to hear it. <laughs> yes, you should get service. However, uh, at least down here with uh, the Cinemark theaters, they have these gigantic machines where you can select like any number of of. This yeah, is the, what I'm talking of, about. Of fountain yeah, drinks, yeah, right? The, the dial of sodas. Right. The machine is cool. Have you ever seen one opened? Yeah. It looks like oh. an inkjet printer inside. It's yeah. all full of cartridges yeah. of goo or whatever so, that makes the drinks. I don't know if you were raised with these when, when you were kids, but um, we used to call them suicides. And just mix all different stuff together. All, can you imagine the kind of suicide drink that you could make? I'm saying that's okay. But where do I put my popcorn while I'm doing this? And well, they should have a table there. I appreciate this. Well, this is, is this an article for Huffington Post, or am I just agitated because I saw too many movies last week? Which do you think it is? Yes, <laughs> probably. Yes. I don't know. You're like, at, yes. at least at least the, the the theaters that that were that that 
that we're next to, mm-hmm. there's a trash can next to it, so you can put your stuff on top of the trash can, assuming that that's not already a bunch of crap on top of it. Already. I'm saying, Tongue, I do that, but right. under protest, do I put... <laughs> I mean, it's the here's the lineage in, in my head. You're selling me popcorn that's probably worth three cents. I've paid $15 for it. Right. It's probably not even popcorn. <laughs> and now, before I put it in my mouth, which I should not be doing to begin with, I have to put it down on a trash can first. Right. See what I'm saying? I yeah. feel like I'm being taken advantage of is what I'm saying. I hope you're listening, AMC Theaters. Right. Well, <laughs> it's not a secret that you are before you walk into the theater. Yeah. Like. I'm also. Right. I'm a. Listen, my, my, I met my wife. She worked at a movie theater when she was when she was in high school. And we didn't start dating until she was in college. But I understand that the ticket price that I pay almost none of it actually goes to the theater chain. They make all the money by overcharging you for drinks and popcorn. And and I'm okay with that. I mean, I wish it wasn't like that, but if that's the situation, okay, I get it. You know, I don't have a a 200 foot movie screen in my house. So if I want to see one, I have to go somewhere else and that's fine. Um, But please, I also think that they've gone to the, we've been on this much too long, but I think that they've gone to the self-service drink in the idea of speeding up the kids behind the counter, except here's what I'm noticing. Now that they don't have to pour the drinks, they're slower than they were before. Yeah, well, they're, they're, <laughs> moving, they're moving from drinks to uh, to chicken strips and little mini pizzas and quesadillas and whatnot. I am never buying a pizza at a movie theater. I just want to tell people that. And, okay. and at the end of the day, that's why we go to Alamo Draft House. Yeah, we have, you know, those little... Uh, the little restaurant movie theaters. Yeah. Like, oh, please. Yeah. 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 That they, they, sounds they, cool. There's like 20 seats in each theater, but they, but there's full service. And it's nice. That yeah. sounds cool. You know? All right. All right. If I ever come down there, I'm doing that. Um, uh, you know, okay. Let, so. Let us know when you're, when you're in. I'll, I'll ask for that day off. And, well, you know, and we'll you can get, get that delay a bikini yeah. out, and we'll be all set. There we um, go. <laughs> 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 all right. So, so, all right. So, you guys are very chill, and you're cool. Beth. You really felt like strongly about being on the podcast. And I always say to people, if you want to be on the podcast, I don't care. You don't have to have a blog. You don't have to have any real connection to the diabetes world that other people can see. As a matter of fact, I enjoy giving people who don't have a voice a voice. You're, what, and God willing, you'll say something after I say this. But what, what really drew you to want to, to share about your life with diabetes? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> no, that's okay. But it felt but strong to you, right? I did. I did. I felt very strongly. And I think part of it is that um, out of everyone that I've really heard you have on the podcast, n- no one's really mentioned any online groups. Like everyone said, you know, the diabetic online community. But um, then they're not specific after that. But it, yeah, nothing right. specific after that. Um, it's It's been very... Um, blog heavy and and blogs are fantastic um but something that's really helped tongue and i so much um is uh it's called type one family network and it's right now it's just in texas there's Mm -hmm. like three uh three divisions of it i think it's north texas central texas and south texas and south texas includes houston um but it's it's a group of on Facebook. On Facebook. Okay. Uh, of It's type 1 parents. And, you know, we're all going through a lot of the same things. Um, you know, there's there's kids on there of, of all different ages um, in terms of diagnoses. Um, yeah, that's like... I mean, we've, we've even been able to meet people in person. Local. Um, who are local. Um 
we actually uh, met a couple who uh, their son is uh, Jackson. Uh, he was diagnosed last January. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's a full year on Jack. And, yeah, yeah, so it, you know he's a year older than Jack, but he was diagnosed at the same time. Yeah, and, and it's, it's it's been great help for us. Just cathartic, you know. There's a there's a there's a lack of people to talk about this condition with. Yeah, like I'll I'll talk to people at work and uh, you know and you, you, you know, there's there's that list of stuff we hear all the time and then and then maybe one day I'll run into you know a parent you know who's coming through who's you know his kid has a band on and we'll just start talking for an hour about about how our but, kids are. But it's a it's a niche thing. Like and it's not just a niche thing. It's a niche of a niche thing because you're not even a person who has type one diabetes. You're the parent of someone who has type one diabetes. Yeah. It, that's hard to track down. In your day-to-day life, you're not going to meet a lot of people who have that that story. Right, right. And what's nice about it being a Facebook group is, you know, there's there's always somebody on there. Right. Uh, you know, it, it could be two in the afternoon or it could be two in the morning, and we'll still get an immediate response. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's kind of it's actually beautiful, and I've seen it help people in different ways for years. And the, and the internet transitions constantly i mean i have this podcast now because i started getting concerned like i wonder how long blogs are going to be relevant you know like when am i going to look up one day and tell somebody i have a a type 1 diabetes blog and it sounds like my space to them when i'm saying it out loud (laughs) you you know so the way people can be as the apps and the technology changes and facebook's a good example of that like i can see i can even see you know i can see how people come into my blog mobile viewing grows constantly you, mm-hmm. you know there's fewer and fewer people are on a desktop computer all the time you, you know and so so like you said like being able to reach out into the world and just say hey i'm wondering about this i don't know what to do and to have somebody in real time come back to you and either give you a better idea you know support the idea that you had or whatever it ends up being it's a huge thing, you, you know. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, or even, or even just to say, hey, it was Endo Day, and our A one C was, whatever. Right. And have somebody who actually knows understands what that means. What that means. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and also, you know, all the people like ah pizza guy, and like <laughs> they understand why, <laughs> you know, but well, well, pizza's awesome to them, yeah. you know. <laughs> I was speaking um, in Connecticut a couple weeks ago at a, a JDRF annual meeting. And I brought up that at Arden's first JDRF walk, there were soft pretzels there, and I was just like, "Why would anyone bring soft pretzels to this?" Oh <laughs> and and, and it, you know, and I thought that back in the beginning, like I was like, "Oh my god, what a terrible idea!" And now, and trust me, we struggled with that soft pretzel that day. But now I can see how my daughter almost knows exactly how much of that soft pretzel to eat to keep that three and a half mile walk from it from really affecting her blood sugar. So, yeah. pe- you know, people in the know knew what to do with that pretzel and people like us who were, who were there for the first time a couple mo- a couple months after diagnosis, I was just like, no, why don't. And, and when I said soft pretzel, huge laugh from the room because everybody knows, <laughs> you know, every, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a stretch. Everybody understands. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so how did you, so you found this Facebook group, I'm guessing through the hospital. Yeah. So, um, in our diabetes 101 class, um, they actually had a couple of support groups come through. So, you know, they, they did the education piece mm-hmm. and then they had, um, you know, type one family network, 
uh, came through and said that they were a Facebook group. And then there was uh, Insulin Angels that came through, which is also yeah. local. And the uh, and of course JDRF. JDRF. And 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 the the the, the summer camp people. Oh uh, yeah, there's a camp down here. It's a three week camp uh, called Camp Sweeney. Yep. Actually, uh, I, I know that camp for some reason. Why do I know that name? I'll figure it out while we're talking. It's, it's I know a type that, one diabetes. Yeah, but yeah. I specifically know about it for some reason, and I'm trying to decide why. Um, so, okay, you'll have to send me a link to your Facebook groups, and I'll put it in the show notes for the for the podcast so people can see what you're talking about. And if anybody out there is listening who uh, works at a hospital, like, I mean, listen listen to what these people are saying. You know, they were given insulin and technology and advice, and in the end when I asked them, what do you want to share with other people, they wanted to say that we found other people like us online, and that's been really helpful to us. You know, they didn't say the meter saved them or anything like that. They, it, It's, you know, no, use the word camaraderie. It's people to bounce ideas off of. Like-minded people who understand your situation intimately, who are, are available and and good-hearted and want you to uh and want you to succeed i my blog that's my blog is i just i started thinking like oh i had these i had this experience and i saw how it ended like it almost felt wrong not to tell somebody else you know like why wouldn't you put that information in the world so maybe somebody else doesn't have to struggle as long as you did with the same idea you know it's, yeah it's fantastic it's beautiful it really is well and and uh I'll be honest, your podcast is actually what kind of helped me push tongue over the edge with the CGM. <laughs> tongue, were you a problem with the CGM? What was going on? <laughs> I, I can't get over the whole, you know, I look down, do some dishes, he's got clothes on, I look back up later and he's naked, holding, you know, <laughs> a toy, hey, you know, that kind that of That kid's going to end up in the Princess Leia bikini. I, I'm thinking maybe it won't be you. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> Who am I to judge? <laughs> Please. Um, and so, but so, okay, so, so you just thought that logistically it wasn't going to work out. Yeah, like it's, I, I wanted to give him some more time, mm-hmm. but, you know, there's some things you just have to, you know, jump into, I suppose. But, yeah. you know, I, I don't regret it, not, not the least. Right. You know, but and, in the moment, and, your and, nerves. And, 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 and the truth be told, when he does pull it off, uh, Dexcom is actually really good about, right. Helping us out with 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 new ones because they only prescribe like what so many a month and then they'll and, yeah and then like uh, we just say yeah um is the, the the adhesive doesn't work as well without other aids and then they'll just send us another one. I'm gonna get an email from Dexcom. They're gonna be like bleep that part out, please. We don't give them away. <laughs> Stop it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, no. It, first of all, they're a fantastic company. And yeah. secondly, if a 35 year old man yanks his off, he's not gonna get another one replaced. But it's no. it, this is a this is a lifelong. I mean, listen, hopefully someone cures it one day and then this isn't true anymore. But right. for the moment, your son is, has a lifelong, you know, commitment with with glucose sensing technology. He's not always going to yank off his sensors. And I think Dexcom's a good company who understands that. That's what it sounds like to me. And yeah. it benefits them for you to be healthy and, and be able to look back and say that this company and, and their product is one of the reasons why. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, listen, you guys are, see, you guys are rocking it. Like, I'm... You know, it, maybe it's just the time, and maybe it's that you were able to find like-minded people sooner, which I'm thinking has a lot to do with it. Um, than I than I was able to find those people, but I mean, in the three to six month period, I look back on what I was doing then. I was testing art an inordinate amount of times, trying to be my own 
glucose monitor, trying to figure out like what did that food just do to her blood sugar? You know, what happens when I bolus here? Like, you know, those kinds of ideas, like, like testing at very odd and strange times, slowly trying to learn about her physiology and how the diabetes worked with it and the insulin worked with it. And in three months, you guys have a, a little sensor that tells you that exact same stuff. And so now you're able to move forward into the next part where I was stuck for, I'm going to be honest, two years, like, like in that place, you, yeah. you know, you, yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, as a person who lived through it, I, I almost, I'm happy for you, but it could easily turn into jealousy <laughs> as I, as I, as I stop and think about it. I mean, oh, don't worry. We're still jealous of your A1Cs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kid's little. It'll take time. How much does he weigh? Uh, just under 30 pounds? Just under 30, yeah. <laughs> so. I was going to say he's probably light, but Arden's going to be um, 11 in three weeks, and she weighs like 65 pounds, so um, he'll probably well, weigh more than her next year. Oh, no, he, he's he's pretty small for his age. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. yeah. You know, and we're, you know, we're just we're going by you know half increments of insulin with MDI. Yeah, yeah sure. Well, yeah, that, that's your next step, really, is that when you choose an insulin pump, and you can start giving insulin without needles, you'll see how that changes things. Because right now I'm imagining, and if I'm wrong, you stop me. And this is the interesting part of the podcast where I invite you on and then say out loud what I think you're thinking. But um, <laughs> so I'm assuming like if you see a blood sugar that's just slightly high, does it still not feel worthwhile to inject just to move it a little bit? But if you had a pod or a pump, excuse me, would you probably bump it a little bit with insulin? Or do you have moments like that? Yeah. If, yeah. If we, we had, had a, a we had a pump. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. But he's he's still two and a half, and it's as used to it as he's gotten. It's still a needle. Oh yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He, he he like definitely you know he likes needles better than I do, and but you know not that he likes them. He, but he he tolerates it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like. Uh, he, hey, let's measure. He'll stick his finger out now, and he's, it's like nothing to him anymore to, right. to do the finger pricks. And then, then I do it to myself. I'm like cringing. I'm counting to 37, you know. <laughs> I was like, gonna do it. Gonna do it. Um, I, I tested Arden's blood sugar in the, in the in the middle of the night last night. Her her Dexcom sensor gave out. Now, when I say gave out, it, it was probably on its second or third restart, so it had been on for quite some time. And mm -hmm. so it just happened to give out at 3:30 in the morning. And I knew this morning I was getting up to take my son to baseball camp. And there was going to be this like 20 minutes where I was going to be out of the house. And I was it was my inclination to let Arden sleep. And I needed that Dexcom share to be working in there. So I changed it in the middle of the night so that I would have it working in the morning. And so uh, 3.30 or so, I put a new one on. I set a, an alarm for two hours later. Two hours later, it goes off. And I go in and I calibrate it. And so I, I get her arm and she's just like, like a noodle. She's loose. Right. <laughs> and I, and I, and I push, you know, I push the plunger and boom, and I, I hit it and there's this big blood drop and I'm like, Oh good. I got a good blood drop. And as I go to reach with the meter, she starts moving her arm. It was like trying to catch a fire hose. Like it was going back and forth, like a like like a wet, like you know, not a fire. You know those things at the car dealerships that go up in the air. Yeah, that's, it, exactly it, that's what it felt arm. like to me. And so I'm <laughs> grabbing at her arm, trying not to knock this drop of blood off the tip of her finger, and at the same time going, Arden, Arden, I'm testing your Arden, I'm testing your blood sugar. Hold still, hold still. I'm testing your blood sugar. And her arm. My son is home from said baseball camp. Hello, Cole. 
If you just be slightly quieter when you drop that giant bag, I would really appreciate it. Thank you very much. He just dropped it right <laughs> on the floor. Um, and so I, I, fi- I finally grabbed it and I got the, you know, I got it, the test strip in there and, um, and I calibrated the thing and on the way. But there are some times that, you know, she never moves, like even in her sleep, she's completely still. And then other times like that arm starts tugging away and everything. And you're like, oh my gosh. Now, now Tung, I will admit to you this. Um, a long time ago, I recognized that I was going to be the person who mostly gave Arden her shots and tested her blood sugar and things like that. So there's a couple of things I've never done to myself because I didn't want to know what they felt like. I thought it would make it more difficult for me to do them to her. So uh, I, I've never tested my blood sugar and I, I've never stuck oh, myself with a needle. So They made us do it in the hospital to yeah. each other. They told oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we, I've stuck tongue with a needle and he stuck me with one and then we tested each other's blood sugars. <laughs> sadists at that hospital and i made a i made a my wife's done it but i made an absolute um hold on one second and we'll end up editing this part out cole if you could do this upstairs that would be fantastic thanks buddy there you go he's 15 his brain's not fully formed um (laughs) so um well maybe now i'll leave it in because we got to make fun of him um so but yeah, yeah so i um I, that was on my part. Like they wanted me to do it, and I said, "Look, I got to be honest with you. I'm a stay-at-home dad. Ninety-five percent of this has probably fallen to me, and I genuinely believe that if that hurts more than I think it does, I'm not sure how I'm going to hold down my 18-pound daughter and do it to her. So I'm just going to skip that if you don't mind. And, you know, well, now I've never done and that's, it. And that's that's fair enough. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we uh, it, Tung's mom is um, is type two, and it it's fairly advanced. Um, it's uh, pretty heavy, but um, but uh, she actually admitted one day to uh, skipping injections and just not eating. And so we actually looked at her and we said, "Look, if your two-year-old grandson can do this, you can you do this." Too. She yeah, could this also, was, and this was after she was in the ER for a couple of days, so yeah, because right. of complications, because of just that. I'll tell you, type twos more and more are using insulin pumps now too. Yeah, I, I you know, I. We're trying to talk her into it. It's hard to get um, people to change, even and not just because of her age either. Because um, I mean, sometimes, and you would have probably found this if tongue, if you would have won out on the argument about the CGM and waited until you were more comfortable. My experience tells me that what you would have found at the end of that waiting period was you would have gotten so comfortable with how you were doing it that it would have felt like starting over. Like you guys probably skipped over that feeling by getting to the CGM quickly. Yeah. You, you know, so that, I think that's the part your mom probably feels like she knows how she does it. And, you know, changing probably seems scarier than being diagnosed, I would imagine. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a, a, a to do with her to do, to, to do anything. Of course, mm-hmm. you said it. Yeah, you don't. Hard to change people. Yeah. Yeah. So. No. Um, well, good luck. I hope she. I hope she finds a way to to help herself. That, that that's more. Uh, sounds like would be more um, beneficial to her health. And I, I bet you guys will be a big yeah. help. I'm be- I bet Jack will end up being a big help to her. Yeah. Um, what's so. your dog's name? Is it like Elastic Girl <laughs> or what do we got there? So that's uh, that's Milo. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Leaves okay. must be falling down the street. Or something. There you go. Yeah. Now, now if I'm not mistaken, my, that's a, sh- a Pixar short. Milo, right? Isn't it, no. Uh, it. That actually came from the mask. Uh, it, oh. Milo is 
15 years old. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't named after any Pixar movie. Although no. I'm getting pretty old. It's, it's getting close to that amount of time. Did you like Inside Out? We Uh-oh. haven't seen it yet. You haven't? Oh, Jesus. That, look at you guys. are coming off as super geeks, and then you haven't seen Inside Out. Is well, it because you have two small children? It, uh, <laughs> that, two small children and opposite working schedules. Yeah. <laughs> I have a pretty wackadoo work schedule currently, so... I'm, we're such this movie time f- of year, so yeah, we're such movie fans here. Like the, the other day, I sat or I sat in the house like lamenting out loud. I'm like, how have I not seen Mad Max yet? I and my <laughs> wife's like, go see it. I'm like, I'm not going to go see it without you guys. <laughs> you, you know, I'm like, but I'll end up not seeing it so as not to see it without them because I think we enjoy going all together so much. But yeah. we did sneak in Jurassic World last week. And inside out the day we did day after it rained here for a weekend, and so all baseball operations were shut down and. And while everybody's wondering to do what they're doing with their lives, I'm running around going, "It's raining. We're going to the movies. <laughs> Let's go!" I, Hurry up. I, 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 I would have killed movies. for one weekend of rain as opposed to the five that we had. Yeah, you guys got hammered, and, and yeah, you were telling yeah, me, "Yeah, we needed yeah. a oh, yeah. a couple of months ago." <laughs> well, um, we are rolling up on an hour, but I'm not going to rush you off. But but around an hour is probably usually where I keep it. Um, so. What is the next step to getting to the next step for you? So an insulin pump seems like it's the next thing that's going. You guys have been thinking about Omnipod. What needs to happen for you to do that? And in your email, Beth, when you said you found a way to be more bold with insulin, is that from the podcast or is that just your own language? No, that's from the podcast. Oh, thank um, you. To get to a pump, we have uh, homework. The hospital gives us... Uh, it's it's a five day regimen of okay. test, dose, eat, test, test, dose, lots, eat. Lots of math. Oh, lots of math. I, you know, it's, it's a good thing that you know she's inclined to math and I'm Asian, so it works out. <laughs> <laughs> so one of you is good at it. You're saying? At least. <laughs> at least. Yeah, it depends on the day and who's home. <laughs> and how much sleep one of us has had. Yeah. What's so, so once you do the, you take these steps and you have what sleep, um, <laughs> I will come, talk. Does it come in generic? Is it covered? The next time I randomly just throw a podcast out where it's me talking, I will tell people about the other night when I went to, I went to bed at 5.07 AM, um, because of diabetes, but that's another story. But, but so, okay. So you're going to complete these classes and then you think you're going to make the jump. Like in my mind, I always just wanted to have an insulin pump going and understand it and be comfortable with it before kindergarten. That was my goal back when Arden was younger. Um, but it yeah. sounds like you guys are going to be going a little sooner than that, though. Is Jack understanding not to pull stuff off? Is, is it, or is it a slow It's time? a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of work and um, or some progress. That sounds like he's named after the correct character. In- <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, house not, not on fire yet. You know. Yeah, being the operative word. He, he's a little too smart for his own good, but he's also very stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds like everybody, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like you just described me. I was like stubborn and maybe understands things almost a little too much, but not completely. Um Oh, well, that, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, you guys sound like you're doing great. And what do you mean a one season? Like, I, you don't need to tell me your numbers, but are you struggling to move them, or are they not moving as fast as you want them to? So we've we've had our we had our three week checkup, and you know, I said when when he was diagnosed, he was at thirteen point seven. Mm-hmm. We went back in; he was at 
9.9 three weeks later. Right. So they were they were happy. Right. Um, and then we uh, we went in for a three month checkup, and he was at 7.0. So Beth, let me just say something. You're out of your mind. You set a 7.0 in, in six months. You're right. winning. Well, in three, you're 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 doing great. Thank like you. I understand wanting to do better, but my lord, like the. You're getting greedy. <laughs> That's fantastic. I bet you you're another. I bet you in a year you're you're where you want to be. I mean, if if not sooner. I mean, once you add the pump to the to the the glucose monitor, it's probably smooth sailing from there. I'm hoping so. No, I, I think you're doing fantastic. I think you're doing much better than you're giving yourself credit for too. Oh, thank you. I, you're welcome. We keep helps. hearing about honeymoon. And I'm just dreading it. Yeah, listen, Arden's honeymoon lasted like two days, you know, and so, um, and then we were right into it, and it just, you know, it didn't go very long. Some people's are longer than others, and here's what I'll tell you, and this is advice for anybody. As quickly as that kid of yours over there is changing and growing, the diabetes is going to change, too. And every time you think you've got it under control, a new variable is going to come in, and you're going to have to, to jimmy it around again. But the longer you're with it, the better you get at that. It stops feeling so overwhelming when it happens. And these then the transitions don't last as long. You know, in the beginning, like if Arden would grow or gain some weight, the transition would take me, you know, a week, a week and a half to figure it out. And then you think by the time you get it there, something else is going to happen. But anymore, it's, it really is time in the simulator. Like it, it, you know, I say this a lot, and it's probably such an old reference at this point, but since you guys watch movies... Like eventually the bullet will slow way down and you'll just be able to get out of the way of it. Just yeah. like just like Keanu Reeves in the only movie he was really right for in his whole career. <laughs> Except for Bill and Ted. Well, it's not his fault he can't maybe act. John Wick. That was pretty I love John Wick. I, I can't know, believe right? I just I just bagged on Keanu Reeves and I really did like John Wick. Yeah. Uh, I went for an easy joke there. Ever. You called anyway. me on it. <laughs> but yeah. Had I they not know. killed that dog, he would have been fine in that movie. Yeah. Um but yeah, you guys are why are you guys so cool? How did I not know you before this? This is fantastic. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, to skip a long paragraph, we're you know finally being able to take our take him outside the parks and stuff after diagnosis, yeah. comfortably. I mean, yeah, you know, chat. You know, sadly enough, our babysitters more like beat us to it. it yeah, oh, really? actually, it was so funny. They're going on walks. I, don't, I didn't know this. Oh, you did? No. Oh, whoops. Yeah, and, and, uh, and we like, do communicate. I promise. Yeah, we, it's well, it's scary to leave it. I I was the same way. I felt scared to leave the house. Like you kept th- you have this well, false notion that if something goes wrong in the house, it'll be easier than if it goes wrong outside of the house. So that being said, Jackson swim lessons. Yeah, he's, does Tongue know that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were telling I thought you were telling him here in the safety of the podcast. You're oh, like, no. he won't strangle me if people are listening. Um, but okay, so swim lessons. That sounds great. That. Yeah. yeah. You're using a little upside flexi fix to hold down the. Uh, the- uh, we're, we're going. We were going to, mm-hmm. um, but he's out of range in the pool. That, and and a CGM is on is on his. Uh, it's on his butt, so we can't really put something on that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Arden wears hers on her hip, and we put something over top of it. And actually, I'm going to do a blog post about it next week because some very cool person on Facebook, here comes Facebook again, found out that there's um, I'm not much of a, a, a craft person, but I guess there's a, a punch 
I guess people who do crafting use punches. Oh, yeah. And, and there's this one punch that's the size of like a gift tag, a kind of an oversized gift tag. It fits perfectly around the Dexcom transmitter, and you can use this stuff called Opsite FlexiFix, which is this kind of adhesive that goes down over top of the Dexcom adhesive. It helps it stay on longer. And this punch oh. makes a perfect shape that fits right around it. Which oh, that's awesome. Is exciting to people like me who used to sit there with scissors and eyeball this weird <laughs> shape up, usually outside of the shower while Arden yells, Hurry up, the water's running, make the thing. And I'm like, I'm trying, <laughs> stop it. She comes out and sticks her butt in my face. She's like, Put it on, put it on. And I'm like, Oh my God. But now, <laughs> now I just cut off a piece, round the corners around it, and boom, hit it. This punch makes a perfect thing, goes right on. And I am going to write a blog post about it so people can see it because it's, it's, it's the greatest like it's the greatest little like diabetes hack I've ever seen it it's it's amazing and and you guys will take a look at it when you get a chance but it's just this yeah. little adhesive that helps it from popping off and might make it more difficult for him to pull off too hey that that would be a nice that's bonus. it or you can oh. just wrap his hands in it so he can't get to it one way or the other I think it would work out okay. <laughs> um awesome. I, if you guys are up to it I'd love if you could send like a picture of you you, you know the family or Jack or whatever you're comfortable with. And I'll put it along with the podcast when it goes up so everybody can see yeah. it. Yeah. That's so cool. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Well, I really appreciate you wanting to come on and I really appreciate you spreading the word with people about, um, Facebook groups specifically, but about, you know, online contact with other people who are living with type one diabetes and what a benefit it's been to you. It's a, uh, it's a message. I'm, I'm always thrilled to get out into the world. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Okay. Uh, quick question. Go ahead. Did you get that job? Oh, um, that went up on my feed by mistake. Oh, and I took it down already. And I didn't tell my wife I did that yet. So, geez, tongue, hold it together, would you? Um, I don't. My bad. It was no, no, no. It was a, it was a. It's a long shot thing. I don't think it's going to work out probably, okay. but I really did want to try for it. I'm joking a little bit. I just, I don't want my wife to think that I'm willing to get a job outside of the house. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Kelly. That tongue guy has no idea what he's talking about, and all this oh, is made up. Exactly, it's, he's yeah. he's had a head injury recently. Um, um, I, and I want to tell anyone else who's listening that always, if you want to come on the podcast, it's as easy as going to ardenstay.com or juiceboxpodcast.com. Scroll to the bottom, hitting contact me, and saying I'd love to be on the podcast. But if I tell you I can't have two people on at the same time, and you say no, Beth and Tongue were on at the same time. Uh, he he's a audio engineer so he set this up so that it would sound okay it wasn't me um i'm not very good at being able to have multiple people on through one connection so um i'm sorry if that comes up in the future but it sounds great thank you so much i almost want to stop the recording and have you tell me what you did um actually that's what i'm gonna do hold on a second all right cool i just wanted to mention a couple of fast things first of all if you're enjoying the juice box podcast I would really appreciate it if you could take a moment to go to iTunes and give it a rating and a review. It helps the podcast to be found by more people. Uh, that would be fantastic. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm at Arden's Day on Twitter and Facebook and pretty much everywhere else, or at Juicebox Podcast in those same places. Um, my blog is Ardensday.com. And you can always listen to the Juicebox Podcast at juiceboxpodcast.com. And a special thank you to Sydney Muller for the music from the Juicebox Podcast. That's it. Uh, next podcast, we are going to be talking about the CrossFit CEO and his um, attempt at humor when he, he tweets out about um, 
diabetes. If this is not something you have heard about yet, um, you can can go to the blog and read a little bit about it. But next week, we're going to be talking to a mother of a child who has type 1 diabetes who did not enjoy his tweet and went to their Facebook page to fight back. And we'll also be talking to Olympic skier and type 1 diabetic Chris Freeman. He has his own take on the situation and contacted me and wanted to share it. So uh, keep checking back. Uh, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That way you won't miss anything. I'll talk to you next week.